We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Grab the perfect get-up-and-go breakfast for you and your crew. Right now, two soft and fluffy fully loaded sausage burritos are just three bucks on the one, two, three dollar menu. Price and participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with combo meal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. And welcome back to Once Upon a Timing, your podcast all about lunch and dinner, uh, frozen honsicles in a closet, and the most dire warning of all time when Hook calls Emma to tell her, be careful, you may never have cocoa with cinnamon again. Dun dun dun. Hook's phone calls were by far my favorite part of this episode. They... It it seemed like spoiler alert. Neither of them die, but it definitely had one of those. And they'll never meet again. These are like these weird parting conversations that she'll just have on her phone for later. Oh yes, don't you'll never have some cocoa in a minute again. Oh my god, what have you yeah, done? My uh, my husband was <laughs> my husband was sitting in the room with me uh, helping watch the baby while I while I was watching this episode, and he happened to hear that part, and he just like turns to me and goes. This show is really stupid. The show that you and Abby do a podcast about. And I was like, how dare you? Also, somewhat accurate. Listen, listen, Hook. Hook was in a melodrama and he was the main character. He, like, everyone else was like, listen, if she's only found, she's only found. It's fine. No big deal. Whatever. And was, Hook is just like, something terrible is happening. Is this terrible? I'm the only one that knows. Ah! And then leaves the longest rambling, like, I, I haven't watched the second episode. I just assume Belle is in the back. Like, she has to be, right? She has to be in the back of the store, right? I mean, we'll find out next week. Because I just this, she has yeah. to be. That's the only explanation for the weird phone call that he makes later. But anyway, anyway, anyway. yes, I am Beth Elderkid, and I'm joined as always by the lovely Abby. Abby, how are you doing? I always forget how much I ramble at the top before we actually introduce ourselves. <laughs> oh, we rambled so much last week. I actually forgot to do it. Like I, I, I yeah. When, when I, uh, I forgot to announce our names last week. You know what? No That's one will fine. know. <laughs> I love the idea that like that would be a problem for someone who was just like, oh wow, let, let me check out this podcast. Uh, Once upon a time, I know a friend listening. I'm gonna randomly check on on season four, episode what was it seven? Six. <laughs> yeah, seven. Yeah, it's like they never told me their names. Who are these women? Um, I'm doing good. I'm in the middle of an exam month, as far as I can tell, at uh, university. I'm at university. I'm very college. I'm very college and very fancy. And uh, I sleep. Never heard of her. So we're good. Mm. It's fine. It's fine. (laughs) Well, everyone, we are here to talk about season four, episode eight, Smash the Mirror, part one. This was a two-parter, two-hour event uh, that aired on November 16th uh, because... The following week had like an award show 
like uh, country music awards or something so they had a double up which makes sense because this by itself is not an episode but we split it up so we're gonna cover it as an episode and it's basically just gonna be like here's a bunch of preambles the good stuff we'll get to later yeah promise I, I so once upon a time is very bad for this and i know a lot of other like regularly syndicated shows do this where it's like it's a two-parter event and so they air them as two parts but you should just make them one episode just say that it's an extra long episode i i don't know why i don't know i guess well, maybe they did they- this was actually the first time in for once upon a time where it had just one name smash the mirror it was a two-hour event, but oh. for, but in later re, re-airings, they oh. split it up. No, hmm. this was one episode. They've just since split it up for syndication okay. to be part one and part two. All right. Redact, or retracted. I retract yes. my statement. Uh, I do think it's funny, though, like that they would have to do that, because now that I think about it, like I don't know how much like syndicated television you watched when you were younger, but like I always liked it when they clearly didn't have certain episodes. So, like, you'd be watching them in order, and then, like, from Tuesday to Wednesday, like, a huge shift happened, because there's just an episode missing yeah. for some reason. I think Charmed was kind of like that. They would just they would either just skip them for some reason, like, they were low-rating ones, so they just skipped them, and you're just like, wait a minute, who are these people? What's happening? I've missed the plot. <laughs> oh, well, this one had some very uh, interesting international titles, and by that, I mean one interesting international title. Uh, the runner-up is French with Le Sœur Parfaite, which means the perfect sister, which I think is 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 apropos. Uh, but Germans is is not a title. It is a, it is a soliloquy. It is a, an entire poem. It is magic is longing, but soon it becomes a curse. That was what this episode was called in Germany. That is incredible, and I'm in love. Did did a hook did a German version of Hook write this? Because that's about on the same level of melodrama as he's chilling at. I yeah. that's that's hysterical. It's like, oh, did you see the new episode? Yeah, what was the episode title? Did, call me Ishmael. I will be the it's like what <laughs> what did you just launch into? What happened? That's fantastic. French and German. Perfect. I like it. All right, guys. Well, we are going to go ahead and uh, start back in Arendelle. Uh, And just keep in mind, like we said, we are just covering the first half of this two-parter Smash the Mirror episode. So really just we're going to it's just going to cut off when it's getting to the good stuff. So we're just we're going to we're going to turn we're going to go into it and we're going to go into Arendelle first uh, where we've got, you know, they don't give Elsa pants, but Ingrid, she gets pants. Ingrid gets a full like like winter gear i liked her like snow lodge uh dress situation she had because she had the puffs like she had the big furry collar and she was covered head to toe like other than her face and stuff it was like the same dress she's been wearing but winterized hysterically it was great i loved it i i just it was like where's this outfit been i think this outfit would have done great in the uh in the forest surrounding storybrook that is how big i have questions about the size of Storybrooke. I, it seems so much bigger now. Like the woods are so big we can't find Emma. I'm getting off track. We're going to just talk about the beginning. <laughs> I did have to double check that I was watching the right episode. Because when it was like Arendelle a long time ago. As a title card. I was like oh did I start the first episode again? What's happening? It's just it. it's only for this one clip. She walks yeah. in. She's wearing. She's in a barn. 
mm, question mark and she goes in and she removes a, pl- a, a a paver stone with her gloves white gloves moving stones around girl doesn't mess around moves it over there is a hole just big enough for the little sorcerer's hat box she puts it in there and then puts the and then puts the rock on top of it no one will ever find it i'm so good at hiding things i'm like what or, I'm, I'm sorry she also puts like magic ice on it i guess yeah it's yeah she's she just has this she finds this cave and she's like this is the perfect cave to hide things in cave i've i've always i've always wondered why people pick places like caves i honestly like i get it's probably easier and a bit more of like a focal point but like people search for shit in caves like people go into a cave for shelter hey i need these rocks to to build a fire oh what's this magic box oh no i've sucked all the magic out of the universe See, if I were trying to hide something... Don't you hate it when that happens? I would literally just go smack dab in the middle of the forest, find something that had... Like, I would trace my steps. I would do triangulation. I would do math. And find, like, a couple little, like, rocks that look like something that's familiar to me. And I would bury it in the middle of the woods. No one ever looks in the middle of the woods. They always look in the cave. We listen to too many murder podcasts. Apparently, it's just like an amateur hides them in a cave. An amateur. Oh, uh, don't even don't even talk about trying to put it in the river or in the creek. No, no, no. But I mean, you either have to go like deep, deep somewhere, somewhere you don't also go. Like this is the other thing. You have to go somewhere that you're that someone's going to be like, oh, well, she goes to the wood near near a cave, or she goes to the center of the woods every Wednesday. Like they'll go check there. But I'm a big fan of the of the hide things where you are. Because that's my favorite. Because you, it's, it's, I love the smugness of they're searching your home top to bottom, but you know that you've cleverly removed one stone and put a hideaway in it, but then put it back perfectly. They'll never find it. And the only people that ever find it are the Spencer Reed criminal minds types who don't super exist in real life. Uh, so that's where I'm at. You just got to hide it in plain sight. That'll piss them off even more. So she hides it. And then she goes to accost the uh, sorcerer's apprentice. And he's, he's not having it. He's like, I don't, you do not get to talk to the sorcerer. I am the Metatron, the one true voice. You may not speak (laughs) to the sorcerer. You must only speak to me. And he pulls out a knife on her and like just holds it up to like the, the, what's this part called of your neck? Like, I don't know. The nape. Yeah. Uh, And he's just like, you have darkness. You have succumbed to darkness. You do not get to talk. And she's like, well, I have your little hat box. He's like, give it. She's like, I didn't bring it. I hid it somewhere you'll never know. And I'm like, oh, cool. She's going to like hide that she's from Arendale. And then in the next sentence, she's like, I have to get my, my daughter Elsa or my soon-to-be sister Elsa uh, from Arendale. She gives names and locations. This, I, what, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing, girl? Like, this, this is where I didn't quite like this step. This didn't seem quite as like on-brand Snow Queen. This seems like a slip up to me. This seems less thought out than it needed to be. Yeah, I mean, I th- I'd call this just overconfidence. Like she, she thinks she has this in the bag. She's also dealing with a guy who, for all intents and purposes, is mostly mortal. Like he has a little bit of magic, I think, from the sorcerer. But um, as far as I know, he's not like a super magic guy. But we might find out different because I know we're gonna get the. Um, I know we're going to get the backstory with him once we finally get the reveal of the sorcerer, who, if I recall correctly, is also the author. Do I remember that right? 
I don't remember. I've been trying. I've been like racking my brain, seeing if I can get those synapses to fire, or just be like, do I remember what's happening here? Because I've just been so holed up on the fact that I didn't realize how clumsily the author stuff was introduced. Because I have opinions about how this is going. Um, mm-hmm. but he obviously he has magic, or he wouldn't have been sucked up in the hat, right? Like, I mean, he probably could. I mean, he could probably still be stuck in the hat, sucked into the hat, even if he only had a little bit of magic. Okay. Like, I think it's just like. Everybody has magic. It's the magic within. It's the magic. It's the magic of love. Yay. Um, so she she basically just she wants to she wants to talk to the sorcerer because she wants she has this hat box, so she has leverage. She wants to make Elsa her sister. This whole thing is just so icky, like when you think about it for like five seconds, she's like, This is my sister, but I've also picked out the per like I need to find the second sister. And he's like, That could take a long time. You're going along with this. This is insane. Like, what are you talking about? Uh, this is the part where we cut to the future. Because he's like, she's like, I'll wait forever. And then they smash cut to Emma sleeping in her car. Uh, but we'll get to that. We'll get to that. We will. Yes. So we, we then cut to more in the future with Elsa preparing an all, this, this has made me laugh, an all chocolate dinner buffet for her sister. Yeah, there's there's the fondue, uh, there's the ice cream, uh, there's a, a nod to Nor- uh, traditional Nordic bread. I don't remember the name of it, but I, I saw the name. I was like, what is that? It's she a, said, it's a, yeah, she said yeah. it. It was just like, it, it sounded like celebration cake. Because like, it was like Jubilee It was like, it was like, K-A-K-E. Yeah, it started with a J, but yeah, it was like good. Yeah, it was like Jubilee, I keep wanting to say I keep wanting to say, I think it was K A K A, and I keep wanting to say Kaka, but saying Kaka makes it not sound correct. So I'm not gonna. It was something else. Doesn't matter. As she's doing this, I'm like, first of all, is this dinner? Because I know that she likes chocolate. This this is always my favorite. Like this is my display of love. I know that you like one thing, so I will absolutely bomb you with the one thing I know you like. Here it is. I hope you're fine. Like it's great. Yeah, but on the other hand, do the two of them really know that each other that well? No. Like that's like I, I think it's almost apropos because no, I agree. They've they've been so separate for so long. Elsa's only now just getting to know Anna. It does have that like not present stepdad not stepdad, but like dad that's moved out of the house being like, don't you guys like ice cream? I liked ice cream when I was a kid, Dad. I'm, <laughs> I'm in high school now, I like cool stuff. Cool stuff. Like Wolverine comic books. And gelato. And gel- I'm into gelato. Yeah. Like, it's, so, it's rad. It's from Italy. So, this is where Ingrid walks in and is just like, hey, bad news. Your sister tried to trap me in a magic hat box. Uh, she wants to take our powers uh, because she also knows that your parents came to or wanted to take the magic hat box thing to take your powers that's why you know that's why i'm in the vase that i was in the vase is because my sister your mother put me in there because they she was afraid of my powers my powers i do i do appreciate that they've never mentioned the third sister at this point Mm -hmm. because they don't know about it just like oh why were you in there well she was afraid why was she afraid because i did a murder oh okay (laughs) and she's like yeah yeah um Anna's a traitor and she wants to murder you and take away all of your superpowers. And so Elsa's like, I just need, I need so I locked her in the dungeon. So I've locked her in the dungeon to be safe. 
And Elsa's like, oh, you're such a good friend. So she goes to visit Anna and goes down there with the two guards. And is there a reason... This part confused me because they do this a couple of times. Is there a reason she would be distrusting of her own guard? Does she know that they've they're in Ingrid's pocket? No, she they just say it. Okay. I don't think there's anything to to justify it. Uh, this is definitely a tell don't show situation. Like she's just saying, "Oh, they're all going to be in her pocket." Girl, you don't know that. And then like later on, we see them like sneaking Anna back in with with the urn and the guard's sleeping there and she didn't send him away. He could have been faking sleeping. Like they're just really bad at planning. I I and and what's funny about this is isn't Elsa the queen, the crown yeah. queen of Arendelle? Okay, so hysterical that she's sneaking around with the is Anna a princess? What's Anna's name? Is yeah, she's a, a princess. She's a princess? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's just like the two royals, the two known royals, and this rando that no one knows. And they just know that she has powers. But they're just like, yes, we must sneak around because no one will believe us. Anyway. Yeah, it kind of feels like a bit of a, like they're trying to draw a parallel with like the evil queen with snow. Yeah. Because like the, the guards were all in the queen's pocket. But it doesn't work here because Ingrid literally just showed up like uh, two days ago. And I also think that it it would start running that line. I, I would imagine that there was a draft of them doing that. And it just borderlines on Elsa, Elsa being too maybe mean. Like mm-hmm. you would have to like you would enter into a, like maybe getting into a part where you'd be screwing with her character a little bit too much. If she had to stand up for and be a mean queen. Uh, can't do that. Nope. So they she basically she says in front of the guard she's tells Anna she's like I can't believe you I trusted you how dare you now guards leave me to talk to my sisters in peace they leave the door shut she's like Anna I never believed them like I had to put on that show for the two guards whose names I don't know so I will get you out of here and then she this is my this Elsa can make all kinds of crazy stuff with her magic powers she put a necklace on Anna without looking while wearing gloves that's a wild trick there's no greater magic no there just no one else can do that's the top level sorcery she is the most powerful witch of our age (laughs) and so she puts the necklace back on anna anna says i'll never lose it again she's just like okay whatever so they just have a feeling that's not true yeah i know it's just like don't worry this will never happen again smash cut to it happening so they go sneak into the east wing because they're gonna go look for the vase the crazy like uh soul stealing vase and they're in this big room how did no one, how was the secret kept about the three sisters when there was literally a giant room with three beds for three girls just being unoccupied? I, I don't know. This, 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 this was like, why was this here? Like it was clearly draped over and everything. Like other people know this is here, right? Like the, the help. I mean, help. maybe that third bed was for when they had guests. But they never used it? I don't know. I don't know. This also just had like one of those, well, we're so rich, we don't even need to use this entire wing of our castle. Oh, my God. And they find Hans. Why are we keeping Hans in a in a wardrobe? <laughs> His big frozen body. Yeah, and remember how quickly Helga's body shattered? Why is Hans is still preserved? How are they able to move it? How were they able to move it? And who moved it? Yeah, that's right. Helga did just, like, disintegrate immediately. Hans is... And you know what? It's probably the same for the same reason. Again, it's just, like, this is 
inside baseball stuff is just like, well, we could destroy Helga. We don't ever have to bring her back. She's not a canon character. But Hans, what if Hans has to come back? So we can't kill, kill Hans. He has to still be in some sort of like, we have to be able to reset all of this back to zero once it's over. Yeah. So anyway, anyway, that's why, that's why Wesselton doesn't end up like, like his head on a pike in this, you know, so. Although he should have. I should have. So they find Hans' body and I like that Elsa's just like, yeah, I guess I probably should have seen the red flags here. Yeah, I guess she does kind of suck. They find the vase, and they're gonna use it on Ingrid. Yeah, and they and there's a scene where where Elsa is looking in a mirror that has a missing cracked piece, which feels like foreshadowing. And then you have like this very, very purposeful shot um, from the director where you have Elsa and Anna like hugging in the mirror, but like the crack in the mirror is like right between them. And I'm like, Oh no, something's going to tear them apart. Yeah. It's, it's being told through, through visuals, which it's a cool shot. Like, I don't want to make fun of it, but it's, 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 yeah. For all the time we talk shit about tell don't show, like this was a show along with a tell, like it was simultaneous, but it filled in a few of those pieces. Like it gave us that hint that, that something's about to go down, although we're not going to talk about it this week because it didn't happen yet. Something's going to go down, but don't you worry your pretty little head about it. Yeah, this is just the shattered, like, just the whole, like, something broke the mirror and then just, like, I kept, I was like, Elsa, don't touch it. Elsa, don't touch it. Elsa, don't touch it. Because she just kept being like, I'm going to touch it. I'm going to touch it. I'm going to touch it. Uh, so, yeah, more mirrors. Not a glow light mirror, though. So, you can, so Ingrid clearly mm. optioned up on yeah mirrors she she glowed up the mirror which yeah. you know good for her so yeah so don't worry uh anna's never gonna lose her necklace they're definitely gonna put ingrid in that vase and everything's gonna be fine yeah yeah it's a perfect plan no other yay. problems yay da, 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 da. and then anna get they head back and everything's fine oh i and... like that Kristoff was in this for like five seconds being like he's dusty well then go stand outside okay it's like you came on set for one day and and I'm sorry, his his chemistry with Elsa was better than his chemistry with Anna in this scene. Again, it's so weird. It is. It is. And it's it it's not. Maybe, and you know what? Maybe that's why they had to send him out. They're just like this doesn't this isn't working. Just you stand over there. You stand over here. No one needs to see why this is like. You guys are great. You look perfect. You guys are playing the characters perfect. For some reason, it just isn't working out. We don't know why. Let's not think about it too much. Um. So yeah, so you know, this is Kristoff's here, I guess. Anyway, smash cut to yes, Regina. Oh yeah, yeah. So, so while everything is happening in modern times, Regina is, is slightly distracted. So we'll do like the Regina uh, Robin stuff real quick because it's it kind of happens outside of mostly everything else. Mm-hmm. So Regina. Regina's like on these like really uncomfortable steps of her uh of her like uh whatever I lost the word for it my brain sorry vault vault thank you and she's like la 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 it's fine and then Robin comes out now again I want to make sure that this is clear I have a problem with the situation that's happening I at no point don't find it attractive so it's just like (laughs) I get it it's saucy 
I'm still just mad at the situation itself. And this continued to make me mad, even though the whole time he was in his white tank top with his big giant arms. Um, I just wanted him to stand up straight. He kept like hunching forward and I'm like, Robin, stand, stand up, stand up. Like <laughs> stop doing whatever Shoulders doing. back, dude. Shoulders Shoulder. back. Well, his neck back. Like he would have his neck all the way forward. I'm showing you. No one else can see me being a lunatic. Just be like, he, I don't know what he's doing. But the whole time he is just, uh, in a, in a, this tank top this whole time, which was just like, all right, just, he's absolutely jacked. Like, I don't know why I didn't know this. Like, I'm like he's usually wearing layers. Yeah, he usually wears a lot of layers, like yeah. two coats, like 14 scarves. I love I And love a lot of flannel. I love, it's like the Chidi, Chidi Anagonye from Good Place, secretly jacked. He's just hiding it under a lumpy sweater. So yes, they had a long night of good sleep. Good sleep. Good sleep. I, this whole thing was so funny because I feel like there was, there was a, they make a joke later, but I was waiting for the the joke to be like, we can't do this a second time. Well, we've already done it for, like, I was waiting for the, well, we've already done it four times. It's like, huh. But they didn't quite, they didn't quite get that dirty. And again, it was just knowing that the frozen audience was present still. So they had a really nice night and then they just have a lot more, again, they just talk so much about weird stuff that I feel like is not normal conversation. Not even that the, what they're talking about isn't normal because that's obvious but like the way they talk about it is so bizarre they're trying to make it like pillow talk but it's not a pillow talk subject like no there's a little bit of flirting in there in, in a subject that's very decidedly not flirtatious no. because regina is expositing to robin about the book and that she wants a happy ending and this book won't give her one. And there's an author and she doesn't know who he is or she or it. I'm like, mm-hmm. and, and then Robin's like, it's all right. I'll do it. But first let's, let's sleep again. Yeah. Well, if we, ne- if I never leave, it's all just this one, it's all time, one night. Yeah. Which I, I gotta love horny logic. You gotta love horny logic. Yeah. But I will say like, again, the, this is the part, like we'll talk about the author stuff is just like, I, it feels like it's coming out of nowhere because Regina seems so angry at the book. It sounds like she's making things up. You know what I mean? Where it's just like, she's like, this book uh, is magical and is, uh, is biased against villains and will not let me have a happy ending. And the author is the reason. I feel like we missed a lot of context as to how Regina got to this point and why it's not just a book of things that she's done. So I think what it is, is that I think Regina has become fixated on the idea that she cannot have happiness because of what happened with Robin and Marion, that she was so close to happiness that fate, i.e. the author, the book, just came crashing in to steal her happy ending, which I don't feel is supported i don't feel like i think you're right this is not this doesn't make any sense and the main reason is all none of the stories in the book are about storybrooke the moment they went to storybrooke the story was over they're making their own ship unless there's a separate storybrooke book that we haven't seen which could that could very well be happening they could be teasing that out i don't know but like Regina keeps talking about things, like changing it to give her a happy ending. 
you're, what you're just going to, you, if you try to change all the stuff in your old book, you're not going to have Henry. Like, I don't know what she wants. Well, and so like, and so here's what I'm getting from this whole situation. Cause it all does sound very like soap opera-y. And it, this is added with the fact that like the situation with Robin is just like, listen, I get it. They're, they're, they're a love match. That's fine. And this is what I was railing on. I won't get into it again this week, but it was just like wife still in a coma. Like whether we believe that that is that relationship holds and everything still in a coma, she still went down thinking she was happily married to Robin. So like, we don't need to do all of this right now. We don't need to explore all of our sexy feelings right now. So that's happening. But then like Regina's acting out in a way of being like, I'm not allowed to be happy. But if you think about everybody else's stories, they have also had every single thing put in their way. Snow and Charming did not have like a nice relationship. Their entire beginning part of their relationship was built on them being enemies at first. Enemy, we love a good enemies to lover. Enemies at uh, at first, and then like then they could never be together. They just kept getting repelled and needing to like find each other again. Tragedy befalls them constantly. They're in always in a constant source of being like at odds, especially like that beginning storybook stuff. Like they had to fight for it and find love again because love in a real adult world in the world without magic is work. And every time a single pebble and not saying that Marion, the Marion coming back from the dead is a pebble, but like anytime any of that happens, she's just like, no, I'm never allowed to be happy. It's like, I, Regina, it doesn't, you don't get to just live a stress-free life. Like once you find your partner, you don't just, you're not never going to not fight again or have problems or not need to work for it or have things randomly show up. So Yeah, and I think the other thing to add to that is she is essentially finding something to blame so she doesn't have to take responsibility. And if the show were building to that as a call out, I think it would be a lot better, but I don't think they're doing that. No. I think they're actually just leading it to this author because that's going to lead into the second half of season four. But Regina... It's Regina's fault that of what happened to Marion. And yeah, Emma may have brought her back, but Regina was still murdering her. Like she's and she's not she's not rectifying that. And instead, she's just finding she's first was blaming Emma. And now she's blaming this. She's basically blaming God. She's blaming God for all her troubles and all her woes and all her and, and all of her miseries. When if she accepted her own responsibility, she could then be responsible for her own happiness. Yeah, I do think that there's it, it's it must be hard. I know she tries to. She's like, no, you like because she's always like, but I've done so many terrible things. But everyone just like handles her with kid gloves on those conversations where they're just like, no, 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 no. It's fine. You're different now. It's like she did some truly atrocious things. I think she needs to level with those things. I think she needs to look those things right in her in the eye if she wants to have this redemption arc and be like, listen, I did do some bad things. I just wish she'd stop somebody sometime and be like, no, Regina, you're so much better now. I've been better for six days. I was terrible for 300 years. I we're, we gotta I go literally stood over a pile of bodies of an entire village that I had killed. I had murdered an entire village of people, men, women, and children, I, stood over their corpses. It is, I did that. It is one of my favorite things. Like, sometimes Snow will do it, like, which I always think is an interesting character choice for them to have her be the one that says it, but it was just like, but you were hurting. It's like, I okay, 
Okay, that's that not okay. Mean, that, yeah, I mean, I, I, I could, I hurt sometimes too. I don't murder an entire village. If so, I'd get in trouble. Yeah, I, you're not allowed to do that. They said we can't do that. <laughs> My lawyer said I'm not allowed to raise villages every time I break a nail. So mm, I guess so. And then the other thing is that um, Robin goes to get Will and is like, "Hey, let's." do let's let's find a way to solve this i want to help my lady love and will's like all right well there's a magic library underneath the clock tower let's go there and then they go and that's it like we don't know anything else i'm sorry are you forgetting the part where he was served coffee that was like just a couple drops in the bottom and then he proceeded to put an entire flask of whiskey into the coffee like the amount he poured it should have just been spilling everywhere it was just yeah he would just kept pouring and pouring it went His on lunch for and dinner. It went on for so long. I was like, why is he still pouring? What is happening? Uh, but I do like the bro conversation of just be like, look, it's a book. I didn't take you for the reading sword. I stole it. There it is. It's like, we have to find this author and beat the shit out of him. <laughs> That's what we're going to do. And then there's be just... Be a man. Yeah, exactly. Is this a girl we're fighting for? And, uh, yeah, I did, you know, Will's like, I'm going to break into this, uh, library, but it's open. (laughs) (laughs) Open till 10 PM with who? Bell's not there. I like that. It's just like an open. Cause here's the other thing. It is, it's a library because he was like, you know, what's under that clock tower. And I'm like, yeah, dragon pit. He's like, it's a library. I'm like, oh, there's a middle step. There's clock, bunch of books, not even a bunch of books, just like a moderate amount of books, like small library amount of books holding all the knowledge in the world apparently and then underneath dragon pit i like that we forget that the dragon pit is there a lot <laughs> but they go there I and then they I, shut I the think door some tells me abby we're not going to forget for long <sighs> the second half of the season is wild second half of the season is wild all right, well, let's go ahead and uh, head over to Emma. She has been sleeping in her car, but her powers wake her up because they are out of control. They're crackling lightning, and they're just nearly setting the car ablaze. It's kind of unclear what exactly her magic is because I was under the impression it was, like, white ghost magic, and instead it's, like, lightning sparkle ju- jubilee magic. So yeah, I, I don't I don't quite get it. Yeah, we see it later, like all the stuff that she's affecting in in Rumpel's shop, and it's just it's a difference between like it's making things, it's powering things on, so it's like electricity, but then it's also boiling stuff, so it's hot electric, like super hot, but then it's also just making things move that don't need electricity, and also her hands just burn. Yeah, I think, like, the closest I could guess would be, like, almost, like, energy magic. Yeah. And it, and if there's nothing to... And that's why it's, like, static energy or something, where you get that crackling light and you're like... But they haven't really... They're leaving it to us to kind of figure it out, because I think the, the, the best answer is they just want stuff that looks cool in the moment. So, and And that's why they do what they do. So, she can put... She can... She can put heat out, right, as her energy. Mm -hmm. But energy can also be heat coming back, so she could pull the heat. So could she become a Snow Queen if she just reversed the flow? Instead of being exothermic, she's endothermic. I took a chemistry quiz today. (gasps) So I just, could she she suddenly turn that around and just be like, I also have ice powers, bitch. (laughs) Suck all the, the, the heat out of the room. Yes. I mean, Elsa was able to essentially do that in the end of the first Frozen movie where she, like, melted all the ice. Also, I, I, 
like you know, she has these ice power or she has her electrical powers where was this when she was freezing to death like what wouldn't her powers have yeah she had heating her? powers she could just heat her outfit she could have just like electrocuted like the uh the wall and gotten herself out emma could have saved herself but then we wouldn't have had hook just like slamming his hook into the wall going emma <sighs> emma i love me- feral melodramatic hook I love it so much. Oh, he, he is in f- true form <laughs> in this in episode. in true form this whole season. I love this. Well, everyone has been out searching for Emma all night, but the only one to find her is Henry. Henry has snuck out of the house, and he is there. And, and he's like, Mom, stop telling me what to do. I love you. You're safe with me. It's okay. And, um... And, and and it was just like, no, no, stay back, stay back, don't come any closer. And then she ends up inadvertently throwing him. And I, so he he falls down pretty hard. And he, I'm guessing he probably had a concussion, but no one cares about that. What everyone cares about is a tiny little cut on the back of his, on the side of his head that isn't even bleeding. But everyone treats it like he had his arm ripped off. Seriously, he keeps, like, touching it and being like, it's still bleeding. I'm like, Henry, if it is still bleeding, you have a problem. Like, it should have clotted. Like, what is happening? Why are you still bleeding? And then, yeah, when they show it later, you're just like, okay. Like, my son has had bigger cuts than that. And, again, I'm worried about it. But once it's patched, I don't just sit there and be like, are you okay? Are you okay? I also didn't inflict them on him, so I guess it's a whole situation. But I just... I don't know. I just want to make a random joke. I won't even reference. It's just whatever. It's just it could have been worse, Beth. He could have fallen off a horse. He yes, he could have fallen, off, fallen a off a horse. He, he could, could have fallen off a horse. He would have been out for days. He just he gets thrown with the magic, and I. This scene is again. It's just the the difference between like the way Hook is acting, and then Emma's also doing this, where it's just like it's the this most dramatic thing that's happening. Uh, like no one else is reacting as strongly as the two of them. They're just like both in this very chaotic mood. For whatever reason, it reminded me, have you ever, I don't even remember what the movie is. There's a movie about Daniel Radcliffe who wakes up and there's like guns nailed to his hands. Oh or like yeah. In the place of his hand. it, mm-hmm. it gave me that feeling. It was like, don't get it closer. I don't know what these things will do. Help me. Like I have guns on my hands. Ah. <laughs> because that's what she's like. She's like, I can't do anything. And then she got upset, and then there's, like, a lot of really complicated like complicated and problematic conversations about how they're tied to her emotions later, and I... Mm. Oh, yeah. Like, okay, let's, let's just, let's go in that direction, um, because, so Henry runs off, and he heads back home, and there's a few things that happen with, like, David and Mary Margaret, and Regina, and Elsa, where they're all trying to kind of figure things out, and... Mary Margaret feels really bad about what happened and she try and she she talks to Emma and she's trying to explain it and like then they have this private conversation where 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 Snow's talking about loving their daughter exactly as she is and then Dave David's like, Well, if she wants to be normal, we should let her be normal. And I'm sorry. That whole conversation David if David had been talking about conversion therapy it would have been the same, the same scene. I did not like David's approach to this. I hated it. And then I hated that Snow seemed to go along with it. I, and see, because you're right. I was like, when you first said that, it kind of, it, 
it struck me as a little bit weird. I'm like, I don't know, that might be an overreaction, but it's not because there's always been like, especially, especially because you have Elsa downstairs listening and there's an entire conversation about Elsa being uh, coded, like whatever she, like, I don't know what the conversation is, but like, is Elsa a lesbian? Like that's a whole conversation. And so the conversation with Emma and having her powers removed to be normal is tied to Elsa and what Elsa's going through. So we, so my first reaction was, I don't know if that's a one-to-one. It kind of is. I agree with you. Where it's just like, this is a weird conversation that you're talking about taking away part of per- a part of a person when I would think that those two would be the ones being like, no, this is who she is. We need to find a way to accept her and to help her. Helping her is not taking it away from her and making her more like us so that we understand her. And also, she's making this decision in a time of intense emotional distress it's not she's not making a a sound decision no. about about herself for the rest of her life and also david doesn't even know any of the damn details he's like yep that's fine just just get rid of the powers i can i can I, we could be sheriffs and my daughter will be normal she'll be normal and then we won't and then we'll definitely not have a scene where i need her powers and i won't make some sort of slight snide remark about wouldn't it be great if you could move the moon right now like it, it's gross. I don't like it. I don't know why they don't appreciate that their daughter has powers. Like, she has powers because of them. Like, they, she, she's a product of true love, so she has these powers. Like, I I don't understand. This This seemed very out of character for both of them. Specifically David and definitely Margaret. Mary Margaret. Yeah. This was, this was out of character for them. It was designed to add some narrative tension. Uh, and it was also designed to, you know, give Elsa incentive to to go because, like, she's like, oh, your parents suck. I need to go talk to you to get you to stop on your own. Your parents are not going to help. Uh, and while that's, you know, while they're searching, coming back, having these very, you know, problematic conversations, uh, Ingrid visits Emma and does the thing that she always does, which she does twice in this episode. She just steps in and is like, nobody understands you. I understand you. Don't listen to anybody else except me. And then and then people leave her and she just stands there. She can't move. She, Beth, she can't move or the beautiful train of her dress will not be flared out like she's standing at the altar. Like her how does she do this you have to have bridesmaids nearby to fluff the back of your dress when you get married to get the perfect train for all of those pictures you don't just you don't they just don't exist i mean i guess she has ice powers never mind she can just like whoosh, like she's whooshing whoosh. it with her fingers. let it flow let it flow um yeah but like I, in the second part of it when she confronts emma as a hologram on the road even though she's a hologram the the wet ground is still wreaking havoc on her train it looks so bad. Oh, I just, I don't know why they, I, like, I like it for some of the scenes. Like, it looks cool and dramatic, but, like, you can tell, like, she can't move. It's yeah. just, like, just stand there and just only move your arms. Don't even move your hips at all. It, it ruins the whole line. So just arms only. Oh, yeah, I can't <laughs> hear me. Oh, yeah, the mime magic. Yeah. Um, and so Emma he- then heads over to Gold Shop. Uh, where Gold A is like, hey, you seem like you're in trouble. I can help. I have this spell. Emma should have seen right through this with everything that she has. Never mind her superpower. Rumple isn't just going to give her a spell to take away her magic. He's going to make a deal. 
The fact that he didn't offer a deal should have immediately made Emma go, something's up, there's a catch. You're, 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 you're up to something. Yeah, she does. She doesn't. She doesn't question any of this. She's just in a very like, she's just in a very manic mode where she's just like, yes, yes, I'll do anything, 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 and she's not thinking clearly, um, which I sort of kind of get. But I like that. Like, no matter what he was telling her, he's like, yeah, you're gonna blow up an entire city block. Uh, so do you want to do that somewhere else? And she's just like, yeah, probably. I guess whatever, whatever, whatever. Just let me. Um, but he like physically hands her a piece of paper and he's like the spells on there and she's like cool never looks at it i think it's a muffin recipe <laughs> just it could be because he just throws it in the trash after yeah. she leaves i just like the idea that it just looks down and it's just like bell's bell's uh blueberry muffin recipe she's like what the fuck um yeah she's she's like absolutely they're gonna go to i love the giant storybook map that he gets out of nowhere was this at the travel center what is this <laughs> he pulls it out he circles it on the i guess i didn't notice when they went that this is the this is the airbnb beach house thing yes right? it is it's i didn't sex notice house. it was that close to the water i guess i guess i didn't maybe i wasn't paying attention but i didn't realize it was on the water i thought you i just... think maybe it wasn't they just wrote it into being close to the water like, because we don't see water near it at any point. No. But, again, <coughs> sorry, the the map is so huge. So, it's like, the woods are, like, an endless, just endless. But also, it's right up next to the ocean. I mean, Regina wanted to give them some, give them, give them some space, give them some uh, some variety in well, their uh, in their nature scape. Well, you know how much free space there is up there in New England. Nothing's all crammed together. It's fine. Especially on the coast. Not a single bit. So, yeah, so she, but she also, like, leaves, like, a a charred handprint on, on, on a box, which, by the way, just, again, health and safety here, like, if you're hot like that, they're so dusty in gold shop, she could have just ignited the air. Like, health and safety problems, top to bottom, (laughs) this whole episode. This whole episode. This whole season. Well, she calls her parents to let them know everything's going to be okay. Uh, She is going to have her hot cocoa with cinnamon very soon I, did, did and, you, and then she doesn't say like, this no. right? mm-hmm. okay was i not paying attention does she not say any of that stuff like it's just she says this off camera yeah so so basically they did fake they let mary margaret do some face acting where she's listening to emma on the other line tell her this stuff and we don't hear it and then just Mary Margaret's fa- Jen- uh, Jennifer uh, Jennifer Goodwin's face is just doing a bunch of face acting to uh, let us know what is happening. Which again, love her to death. I thought she the the call dropped. <laughs> I was like, and then she just turns around and then she just starts expounding on all of the stuff that she's heard. She's like, Emma is gonna this that and the other thing. And yeah, I feel like there wasn't enough there there wasn't enough time for her to hear all that in the no. amount of time she was on the phone. <laughs> Yeah, there's not enough time. And also, why didn't we just have Emma say it while we watched Mary Margaret react to it? Like, that's how cameras work. I don't know. That's how voiceovers work. It's It's called a directorial choice. Okay, well, I didn't like this one. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Because it's just... And it leads to the very dramatic line. She's like, she said she'll be home soon for hot cocoa and cinnamon and whatever. And that is just the part that makes Hook absolutely lose his mind. Like... For whatever yeah. reason, he was just like, the crocodile's afoot. I must stop this. And just loses his mind. I love this. I love that none of them have slept. 
Like, I think yeah. we need to remember that all of them have been awake for the better part of 36 hours. We have to keep that in mind. Yes, they are all sleep deprived and not thinking clearly. Maybe that can excuse David's inexcusable behavior. So yeah, so uh, Hook runs around, goes to a bunch of places, is trying to find Emma. All the meanwhile, calling and leaving her a barrage of voicemails, including "Don't, <laughs> don't trust the crocodile. You won't get your hot cocoa cinnamon ever again." No. Oh, it's such a good line. It's such a good line. I love it today. It's it might be one of my favorites of the series so far. Um, and also, also Regina came up with a locator spell and, and all this stuff, um, blah, 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 blah. Um, Emma starts heading over to, uh, the mansion, uh, to meet up with gold and, um, gold meanwhile is trying to do everything in his power to make sure his plan goes off without a hitch, which includes apparently off screen he uh used he like did the impossible and picked up a beach grain by grain i i love needing to explain this like i guess you could use magic to do it like he made it sound like it was painstaking i guarantee you he just flicked his wrist and it all just rose but maybe it's resistant to magic i don't know was he doing some sort of like sorority hazing thing where he had to do it with like peanut butter in his fingers like cover your hands in peanut butter and now you have to separate the sprinkles (laughs) Uh, is that a thing yeah you make you you cover your hands in like glue or sprink or peanut butter and you have to like separate the sprinkles by color. Um yeah. That's sadistic. Just, yeah, it's it's not the most sadistic, but it's the one I know for some reason. Oh. Uh, <laughs> well, I I do remember there was a scene several episodes ago, I think like near the end of last season, where we see Rumple return to the scene of the crime. He returns to the scene where the oh. where the urn came into the world. So like the, they did tease that he did something. So I, I am going to give them that. Like, this didn't come out of nowhere. It's just like, this doesn't feel like the kind of work that Rumple does. <laughs> he doesn't do this much. He doesn't put this much effort into no, things. No, no. Rumple's definitely a work smarter, not harder kind of guy. So, like, there mm-hmm. was a different thing. There was, like, a step missing here that we didn't hear. Where it was like, oh, I made a different potion that found this potion. And also that barn is now leveled because of what I had to do to make this happen. <laughs> It's like, I just burned the barn and anything left over was clearly the urn. Uh, But the reason he did this is so that he could trap Ingrid in a mind bubble um, where she is stuck for an indeterminate amount of time. Oh, no, mind bubble. Oh, no. She can't get out. So she has to instead try and talk to Emma remotely and uh, cause her to get into a car crash. I, so first of all, I feel like you would oh, not Oh, she doesn't be able, talk to her. She just, like, stands in front of her medicine. Yeah, I feel like you wouldn't be able to project yourself through this. Like... Yeah. No. Uh, but also, like... So what made... This, for, the first thing that made me laugh about this is the fact that, like... So Rumpel had, like, this very, like, large vial that he was just like, yes, and he holds up what's left of it, and there's not much left of the, the charred mm-hmm. remains of the vase. And I had to laugh, because I'm like... The only thing that keeps them from using this a whole bunch of times is the fact that he has to trap Ingrid and her giant train. So he has to make (laughs) such a huge salt circle around her. Because if it was just like Emma standing there in her tiny boots, he could have literally just used a fraction of it and been able to continue using this magic. But that just made me laugh. It's like, well, you and your big damn dress. You wasted all my powers. All my powers. Uh, Yeah, I just... I don't know. There's just, there's so much like villain talking 
And it's just like, ah, ha, ha, I have a one up on you. Well, aha, I have one on you. And aha, I have one on you. It's like, it's never good when they do this many ahas because then you don't get these fun moments at the end where it's just like, I've been playing you all along. It has just been, they have been fighting an uphill battle against the villains this whole time. So that there's never going to be a like, haha, gotcha. You know, you've actually been somehow even more uphill. Like, which, so- which I think is going to get even worse as we get into the second half of the season because we're adding three more villains to the yeah. situation. And the author, who is neither hero nor villain, but is arguably much more villainous than he is, he is heroic. So we're just going to have all sorts of people ahaing each other because then... Does evil Regina return in season four, or season six? Like I think e- that was a the- season six situation. That was I feel a like season we, ta- six we talked thing, about yes. it. I think we talked about it. Yes. Yes, but because but I did see a picture from an upcoming episode. I think where they, I imagine, with the shattered. I think it's post shattered site, and the the promo image is evil Regina, evil Queen Regina, and all her regalia. So we are getting well, a return to form. They're well, they're leading too much of it of just being like, you know, well, what if you didn't do this, and what if we did that? Well, we can't we can't deal in what ifs if we don't magically live out the what ifs. Uh, we have to make sure that at some point Emma gets to live her life as a princess who never went through the wardrobe. We have to make sure that Regina gets to make the choices that she thinks would have made her life different. Things like that, just to let everyone know, hey, your life's going to turn out just about the way that it's going to turn out no matter what you do, because it's just how the world kind of is. Big choices are big choices, but fate is not here to, fate is not trying to end your life. Fate I mean, could be sucks. could be a, a realm of wishes, a wish realm, but maybe, I'm sure that won't happen. Maybe, maybe some sort of world populated by fictional creatures that we never get to see or talk about again, which is sad. Hmm. <laughs> well, everyone, uh, that's the episode. Emma is unconscious in her car, uh, presumably dead because she had no airbags. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's a it's an old Volkswagen Beetle. The fact that it's still running is amazing because uh, she doesn't yeah. do any work on it. Uh, I I would be remiss if I didn't say my favorite like um, waspy mom moment of the episode was definitely mm-hmm. Regina sitting there with her little legs crossed while she's like flipping through a Wolverine magazine and just being like, you know, everyone has special powers, like you know, having claws like Wolverine, which. Again, I'm not disparaging the fact that she knew this. It was just the way she said it and the way she was sitting. It was just, it just had like a, I'm a cool mom. She's like, you know, everyone's got their own different things. Cause then she was just like, you know, or purple shorts. I guess Henry's reading about the Hulk. And it just, it just made me laugh because then she gets rid of Henry's like very tiny cut. The cut. I'm sorry. I'm just going to get on it one more time. I love that it's like, well, I gave him enough ice. Elsa's like, I gave him enough ice to get him through like the next week. We never see this ice ever. But also why, who needs that much ice for an inch cut? Like what, what, again, what is happening? It's a, it was a tiny boo-boo. Like Henry's gotten worse in that shaving, learning how to shave. Yeah. I like, he was fully possessed by the ghost of his great, 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 like what's happening? I mean, I it would have been it would have made more sense if like he just had a concussion, but then it probably 
watching him run afterward probably would have been a little trickier if he had a concussion. Well, because then you get to do the you get, with a concussion you get to do the like kind of false science that shows do you can't let her can't let him fall asleep. So like Regina would just sit there and just be like, I have to keep talking to you and reading to you about <laughs> Wolverine and the life lessons of adamantium claws. And I don't know, like again, yeah, concussion's not as not as fun but also if you were gonna do a cut why was that the cut and then we immediately got rid of it so yeah i just i I, and and again it's not even something visible so like emma got upset because the thought of blood on it's like i hurt him i hurt him so bad he's a kid both his knees probably have bigger cuts on them in general and henry's not a specific or particularly active child they're just covered in wounds all the time yeah they're Especially with Henry. Henry grew like two feet. I guarantee you he falls up the stairs, falls up or down the stairs twice a week, minimum. <laughs> they, they, at one point, they just don't know how their legs work. It's just, it's a book I read uh, or a book I like, uh, I read a while ago. Uh, they, it's set in like Victorian kind of times and everyone talks with really flowery like but they call that the cult stage where you're just like you're a little you're a little baby horse trying to stand up on your big tall legs that you didn't have before and i i always like calling it the cult stage it's the cult oh, stage just go stand up with my little wobbly knees anyway i had anyway, the wolverine thing go by yeah so we are going to end it there uh much more to come next week uh, with the thrilling conclusion of smash the mirror we want to thank all of our wonderful Snow Queen patrons, uh, all of our patrons, especially our Snow Queens. This week's Patreon shout out goes to Daisha Thompson. Thank you, Daisha, for your support. If you want to support us on Patreon, you can head to patreon.com slash OUA timing. You can join the Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash OUA timing. You can find us on Twitter at Beth Elderkin. I am at just underscore Abby. And don't forget to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spreaker, or wherever you get your podcasts. We're going to be back with Season 4, Episode 9, Smash the Mirror, a part a deux. Or, as they say in German, a German version of Magic is Lawning, but soon it becomes a curse. Part two. <laughs> it becomes more of a curse. Double curse. I don't know what, I don't know what German is for part, but zwei is too. So what's zwei? Bye. Well, thank you everyone for joining us and Abby. We will see you next week. See you next week, Beth. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.